Hey guys, welcome back. A few things before we get started. Don't forget our newest affiliate, Ascent Nutrition, has some amazing products, uh, and including coffee, algae oil, which is better than fish oil, and pine needle extract, which I've been putting in my smoothies, tea, taking it by itself. Uh, it's amazing stuff. It really helps work with your pineal gland and open that up, decalcify that. According to Aaron, this is the best coffee he's ever tried. Uh, that link it right now. Oh, nice. Literally drinking it right now. Beautiful. Uh, that link, guys, check out. Uh, they have many other products on the website. Uh, the link is below. You can check out all their products. Highly recommended. Some great stuff. And if you missed that episode with Lance Shuttler, he goes through the products and explains it. Uh, some some really truly organic stuff, all naturally supplemented ingredients. Uh, no no artificial anything. It's how we should be eating all the time. So. Uh, make sure you check that out. Ascent Nutrition, that link is below. Don't forget uh, Hopewell Farm CBD. If you're looking to try a new CBD, uh, you can get 10% off all their products with promo code Journey to Truth 10. That link is below also. And our Teespring merchandise is all 20% off with promo code 20 and back. That link is below. So tonight we are joined by Diana Dunbar of Alliance of Experiencers. So she, which actually it's a support group that she created. For people who've had experiences involving the secret space programs, ETs, extra dimensional beings, paranormal phenomenon, et cetera, et cetera. And she's also an intuitive channeler. And I'm really excited to see what we're going to get into today. So welcome to the show, Diana. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Um, yeah, we I started the Patreon. Um, my co-host is Aurora. And we have just a bunch of different resources for people and just a safe place for people to share um, get to know each other because I think a lot of us um, that have potentially had experiences, it can be really overwhelming. And to have a safe place to talk to people is really important. It is a Patreon, so there is a paywall, which I felt was really important just to kind of help cut down on the amount of trolls. Um, but yeah, it's it's a beautiful community and um, super excited to keep growing it. We had Aaron on, he did an interview with us and we actually have Tyler coming on um, next month and uh, super excited to uh, get into it today. Yeah, me too. And I actually love your slogan, share your story, be disclosure, because that's exactly it. Like I've been saying that for a while. Like we, we a lot of people say that, like we are the disclosure. Mm -hmm. and, and then I like to take it a step further. If you think of the concept that we're all one, right? So if you're looking for that external disclosure, if we're all one, that external disclosure is in fact you. Yeah. So it comes from you regardless because we are all one. And that's why we we're doing a show. And that's why I think it's uh, so important that you created that group because uh, just you were at our secret space conference. And my first the amount of conference. Was it really? Mm -hmm. Nice. It was well, awesome. I actually got this pendant there. Oh, cool. Cool. Nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And there was a lot of experiences there, if not everyone was there because they've experienced something. And uh, some people are kind of lost with that. They don't know where to go. They don't know who to talk to. So if we have a place, a safe place for people to gather and share their stories and, and you know, not be ridiculed or feel judged. And not only that, as soon as one person shares their story, it might unlock something in somebody else. And it creates this chain reaction, this ripple effect. And it's a really beautiful thing. So uh, what has this group looked like, you know, as far as the people that have showed up, the people that have signed up, and then the amount of 
uh, stories and information you've learned. I'm sure it's like growing. It we're we're still pretty new. Um, I just started it this year, um, but it's been incredible. Just the people that have shared their different stories with us, and even just talking with my co-host Aurora. Um, we sharing our stories with each other, we were able to be like, oh my gosh, that happened to me too. I didn't even like think about adding that to my timeline. Um, just a lot of different people's point of views and just things that you don't necessarily think about that really add a lot of dimension to the things that you've experienced personally. And I totally agree when you hear other people's, um, stories or experiences, it definitely like turns a light bulb on. You, Tyler, were actually somebody who jogged a really interesting memory for me. You had oh. talked about in school, you had been asked to draw a spaceship and you drew mm-hmm. the black triangle. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But they never had us do anything like that. And then I was like, wait a second. They had, In seventh grade, they had us draw an invention. And I drew a little black box that allowed you to pause time, leave and go do things, and then would reinsert you back in time where you had left. And wow. Yeah. And I thought about that all the time, like growing up for some reason that just would never leave my consciousness. And so when I started learning about things like this, and it was honestly, it was your guys' channel that really sent me down the rabbit hole of the SFP. Um, I didn't think I was necessarily a part of any of that. I just found it fascinating. And I joined Tony Rodriguez's uh, Patreon group. And then um, in one of their Q&As, I realized that I really need to put together a timeline and that... <laughs> made me reevaluate things in my life and realize some pretty interesting things. And so um, you guys have been like such a, an amazing resource in learning about SFP and other things. So I'm, I'm super excited to, uh, to see what else you guys do in the future. Well, thank you. And we're super excited to have you here and hear all about what you're doing, but I want to go back to that black cube because I don't know where I've heard this. Aaron, you might be able to help me out. I have just listened to something where this person was talking about using a black cube to time travel and mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a device. And then somebody else was like, Oh my God, that's like some other people have talked about. It. We read and fly by so much stuff. I, I, I wish I save it sometimes, but that device, as far as I'm concerned, is most likely something that maybe you were even remembering, you know? Yeah. And for me, most of my stuff is like, I have these, I don't necessarily have memory so much as knowings of things that are supposed to be that we don't seem to have. Like before I even learned about Tesla, I was like, we're supposed to have wireless energy. Like, why don't we have wireless energy? And I also had a memory of we're supposed to have something like that can scan your body and heal you that heals you really rapidly. Why don't we have that technology? And then I eventually learned about med beds and I'm like, yes. Like those are things that I remember. I also had, I remember um, when I first was using like a iPad or tablet, I was like, there should be a way that I can interact with this from my consciousness. This shouldn't be so labor intensive to do things. So I've had a lot of those um, just like knowings and very confused as to why we don't have that in our world. Right. Nothing makes sense down here. You start looking around like half of the inventions are actually counterproductive sometimes. Well, and it's by design, but uh, there's definitely that inner knowing that we all have on some level. That's why we're all here doing this work, having these conversations, because like we it's like on the tip of our tongue. We don't quite remember how we know it, but we just know we know it. Yep. 
Um, Some of that I do attribute to like soul memory of, I think a lot of us came in from higher dimensional planes and the places that we've been before have had that. Um, But I definitely think that there's plenty of us that probably have been involved in other things. Right. Or, right. Or work together. Um, Like maybe that soul recognition when we all get together is because we're working together on the astral plane or on a ship somewhere or whatever. And that's the the whole thing of this disclosure to me is like this reality, like you think it's just a few things, everything's black and white. But then once you really get into it, like this is nothing. This is not like everything about this reality is an illusion. It's not yeah. reality. It's not a simulation. I mean, if, if anything, it really is a simulation, like an organic simulation, it seems like to me. Um I think a lot more people are realizing that ever since the lockdown, I feel like so many things that we just took as a given or were just normal. Suddenly we had this realization um, when we had that time to stop and be more internal and separate and then go back out into the world and be like, this isn't right. This, none of this makes sense. Right. And then that's when timelines started becoming apparent too. It was the first time ever you literally go to the grocery store and realize you're on a different timeline than the person standing next to you, you know, who's completely masked up uh, in fear from the propaganda and whatever that whatever the hell else they're doing. You can just like, you're like, whoa, I'm not in the same reality as this person. That was super apparent, too, after going to the conference. Um, everybody there was so high vibe. Everything was so high vibe. I was so in such, like, I was in such a different dimensional experience and then coming back home and like moving back into where I'm surrounded by people in like a a slower, denser timeline. It was, that was like the most apparent to me that it has been thus far since the beginning of all the craziness. Right. That's why, that's why, and Aaron, you'll attest to this because we've we've both been to multiple conferences, but some people just they don't know why, but like they just ended up there. Like, I don't know why I was just called. I was pulled there. Like it was, I wasn't planning on going somehow last minute I'm here. Yeah. Uh, totally. I've been wanting to go to a conference for a really long time. And I was super excited that you had announced yours so far in advance, because for me, my schedule tends to book, like I, I with my other job, I usually book a year out. So to have that time to, um, actually plan ahead was amazing because I've been wanting to go for so long. Right. Exactly. Um, well, that was, a, that was by design too. We wanted to announce it early so people could plan for, it, especially with these times, but, uh, yeah. going back to the experiences, the information and all that stuff, I'm very curious. So like, what was your background getting into all this stuff? You, you know, you also have your own website where you're an intuitive channeler and you do sessions so can you just kind of give give us a little background on how you even got into this stuff and when the hell you discovered that there's a secret space program and all this stuff is real you know um so i kind of i started my awakening in like 2011 i started doing kundalini yoga i i basically had a kundalini awakening um got involved with an intuitive group where i was doing like every I think it was like six weeks we would meet and um, basically I ended up being a key contributing member to the circle. People would ask questions and we would answer. And so it really gave me a beautiful opportunity to um, really hone and expand 
um, that part of myself. And I had, I have always been pretty intuitive. I remember as a kid being able to feel energy and things. I not super conscious of it. Um, I grew up in a very religious family. So a lot of these things like ETs and stuff like that just weren't really in my wheelhouse. Um, but when I started going through my awakening, I found things like the secret and what the bleep do we know, zeitgeist. And so that kind of started the beginning of my awakening. 2017 is when um, I kind of made decided to kind of dedicate my life more to my spirituality. And I basically told spirit, okay, um, take me on whatever journey you want me to. I'm giving myself up to that, that higher purpose. And it took me down that, that rabbit hole of um, learning how inverted everything is and um, going, basically getting red pilled really hard and going Mm -hmm. through that dark night of the soul and um, I think my first real understanding of SSP stuff was like cosmic disclosure and things like that. Um, I watched a little bit of Gaia, but I wasn't aware of that at the time. I didn't know that that was even on there at the time. Um, and so that was kind of in the background for me. It wasn't until you guys had your um, SSP month, I think it was like last February, and I saw all of these different people and it was Tony Rodriguez is who I resonated with the most. And so um, I just started learning a ton about all of that. And um, I, again, I was part of his Patreon and I have had some experiences like as an adult more so that I could be like, huh, that's really weird. I think growing up when you have things happen, because it's your life, it's just normal. And so you don't really question it too much. It wasn't until um, I was sharing some experiences I had in the Q&A that Tony was like, you really need to write out a timeline. And um, in in those three experiences I shared, I had um, one, so throughout my life, um, particularly since I had my Kundalini awakening, I would have this phenomenon where when I would either be waking up from a nap or waking up while I was sleeping, I would get spiral slammed down into my body and I would feel like I was in an earthquake, just like absolutely like shaking and it would be very disorienting. Um, I actually had an ex-partner put his hands on me after I woke up and I was like, why is everything shaking? He's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, it feels like we're in an earthquake. And he's like, I can literally feel you vibrating with a crazy ton of energy. So something was happening. Mm -hmm. Anyway, fast forward these experiences. I was usually this happened when I was sleeping. I had it happen a couple of times while I was awake. The first one in this series of events, um, I was actually driving. So it was really freaky and disorienting. Um, I got spiral slammed back into my body while I was driving. Very disoriented. Um, Two weeks later, I had the same thing happen, but I was sitting at home. We were watching um, a show and I was paying pretty close attention to it. And the same thing happened. And all of a sudden we were in a completely different portion of the show. And I realized that I was missing 15 minutes of time. And then I had a third event and I'm not sure if this one happened before the first two or the last two, but um, I all of a sudden had consciousness. I laid down to take a nap and I could hear machine noises. I could hear a respirator. I could hear a heart monitor. I could hear like different medical machine noises. And there were people standing around me talking and somebody further away asked a question. The person right next to me said, we're just finishing up. I got spiral slammed back down into my body 
And I woke up with a searing pain across my forehead. I didn't have a mark or anything, um, but it was very, very tender for quite, quite a while. And what was across your forehead? I'm sorry. It was like a searing pain. Oh, so okay. It was just super, super tender. Okay. No mark, but just very painful. Um, and it lasted the rest of the evening um, and then dissipated. Um, but after that, I've been incredibly sensitive to like EMF, Wi-Fi. If I'm by a Wi-Fi device, I can feel it. Um, and so based on those things, Tony was like, you should fill out a, a timeline. And then there were a lot of things in my life, childhood leading up that made me realize that things. Right. And so that's all incredible. And I actually kind of want to get into more of the logistics of the actual experiences, because I'm reading about this coincidentally right now in Dolores Cannon's book, The Custodians. And she's, I just got done reading the part where they're talking about why people come back with bruises, how, how they're actually taken out of their body, but their physical body remains. And they describe that as a molecular reassembly. So they okay. like reassemble, reassemble your molecular structure. And when they, they disassemble and then reassemble it into a higher vibration of the frequency of the ship or wherever you are, because your physical body would never sometimes would actually just disintegrate. They say it would dissolve and be no more if they were to take you onto some of these shifts because of the nature of mm -hmm. the frequency. Okay. So when they bring you back, then it reassembles your molecular structure back into your physical body. And apparently, like, it's the human body. So if upon re-entry, if you move at all, this is the way it's described, if you move at all, even breathe, um, because apparently when your consciousness goes like that, you actually stop breathing, but it's so fast, you don't know. But so the, the problem is, is, if the human body moves at all, and they stressed at all, it stops the flow of that energy of the molecular structure, whatever it's doing. And it, it like creates sort of a block and it'll, and it'll bruise the skin. It will appear as a bruise. And sometimes it's not actually like being mishandled or anything. It's just, a, it's just the effect of coming back and being reassembled. And it's really interesting the way it was described. I had never heard that before. And it makes me wonder about like a lot of these people think that they have these negative experiences, but maybe it's not that at all. Yeah. Yeah. That that's fascinating. I hadn't heard that. I've read some of Dolores Cannon's books, um, but I, I don't know if I've read that one, but that I'll have to check that one out. Um, yeah. I, I really wasn't sure what to make of my experiences. Uh, it was definitely very strange um, and unnerving, uh, but I, I don't have any like negative feelings or anything towards it. It was just a really, really unexplained experience. My understanding has always been when I, or more recently, when I would experience that, like almost shaking, um, when I would enter back into my body, it was me shifting uh, dimensional planes. It was just recalibrating to this density. So that would make sense. Right. I mean, and I always wonder how they achieve that. You know, how do they yeah. take your consciousness like that, but they actually disassemble it apparently. And that's now, now we're talking like every group has their own method, right? So you never know, like they're each, each group of whoever is taking you has their own modality, but uh, they also talk about being taken in an instant. So 
she she used the example of you walk into the other room and you forgot why you walked into the other room in that moment you could have been gone and to the ship and back and that's why you forgot what you were doing and it happens in an instant while you're walking while you're driving it doesn't matter like because time and energy we don't understand it so you literally can i'm gonna go grab a pencil from the other room and then you get in the other room and you're like why did i just come in here and that yeah, instant happened to me a bunch of bunch of times too yeah same I'm right. about that. <laughs> that you're taking all the time it wouldn't surprise me aaron <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably after watching jupiter ascending i was like oh man that was that was a mind trip like when they um basically do the time dilation and like put her back in that second where she's like did something happen right. yeah I've I've definitely yeah. experienced quite frequently I walk out the room and then I'm like and I've had other people say it's like when you walk through a doorway it's a portal so who knows if that's what's happening well, I don't know yeah, yeah I mean and anything can be a portal I think I really do I I mean I don't know how it works energetically, if it's always there or if, it, if things have to be aligned, but I feel like, or I think maybe at our truest potential, we can open the portal ourselves, you know? Oh yeah. 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 At, I think before our DNA was messed with, we definitely had the ability to bilocate and do things like that. And, you know, as we're able to turn on more of our, our DNA, I think that things like that will become a possibility quite frankly oh absolutely i think it's inevitable that we're moving back to that it's just going to take some time because you know we've all had our eyes ripped out down here yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of distortion yeah uh so much so that like we're seeing like straight up glitches in the matrix like i'm seeing footage of just the craziest things of like people freezing and not moving uh birds frozen in the sky planes you know all these videos that we've seen but they're showing up like in numbers and people and just normal people are catching this stuff and they're like what the hell is going on uh, and it's proving to be some sort of simul simulation i have a friend who's totally not into any of this type of stuff and she was like oh my gosh you're not going to believe this i was driving down the highway and there was a plane just frozen over the highway it wasn't going anywhere it was just sitting there and she's like the only thing i can think of is that it was an et and they're like cloaking as a as a plane um and then i i had another friend recently share that um they were in a different location and they kept seeing all of these people that they were like background people where they lived like npc type people right. and in the new place they're at like her, even her kids were like this is really weird I'm seeing people that we know from where we live and now they're all of a sudden background people here too. So just like noticing like really weird glitchy stuff like that. Right. That's so fascinating to me, the whole background people thing. I mean, it's a very apparent, like some of these people are just walking around on, on autopilot and you just yeah. don't know what the hell they're doing. And then you got the whole, all the homeless people. I just watched this movie, um, Paradox Lost, it's fascinating. That's about time travel, um, but all the time travelers are here are disguised as homeless people, and they're all trained to be homeless people and blend in. And uh, the guy gets in contact with somebody in from the time he travels to, and he explains to him, 35% of all homeless people are time travelers waiting for their mission. I'm like, 
wonder if there's something to that. I I wouldn't yeah. be su- I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, we have a lot of them, so I mean that's uh, it's kind of crazy. That that's an interesting theory. Right. Um. So I want to know what are your thoughts on everything that's taking place right now. Uh, Queen Lizzie taking yeah. a fall. Um, the whole you know anything to do with Trump Q or, or just in in general the shit show that's happening right now I'm just curious what what are your thoughts what do you see I like to get people's opinions yeah um well in, intuitively I'll kind of backtrack to like my guides kind of came in in the beginning of 2019 to kind of prepare me for like that things were going to fall apart it was actually in 2017 when I was like okay I'm going to really devote myself they're like you have to learn everything now. Um, and so I, I did all of that deep dive. And when they were kind of explaining things in 2019, they're like, you know, you, you need to prepare yourself. Things are going to start falling apart. They showed me that there was going to be like an increasing like compression and like we're going to feel an increased amount of strain and tension through about 2024. 25 and 26 will be... Um, more of like a changeover year or there will be some sort of like relief of that energetic pressure and then when we hit 27 through 30 it will be a much more like we'll be moving more into a visibly positive timeline um to me it's just like energetically i can feel the compression happening it's like i don't feel like things are re- or are finished falling apart and getting crazy um i very much agree you know sometimes it's hard to see how chaotic everything is happening in our world, but I really firmly believe that the more chaotic it looks out there, probably the better things are because when the shift that we're in, we're shifting not only the earth, but ourselves into a higher dimensional frequency. So all of these lower dimensional, um, lower density frequency structures that we have in place have to fall apart. It's like that vibration is shaking everything apart. Everything is kind of falling apart. Um, I don't think we would be seeing so much disorganization and um, just everything being so very obvious of the like major players if things were under control. We would be back where we were before where everything just appeared to be very seamless. So I think the more chaotic it appears, the better. Um, for As far as the queen... Um, I just noticed that day before I even found out the energy was really off. Like I actually, I, it's been a really long time since I've had, um, an anxiety attack and granted the day itself was kind of a hectic day, but I could tell energetically that things were really weird. I felt really off the next day. I tend to be, um, pretty tapped into what's happening collectively. Uh, I, would not be shocked that there were all sorts of like rituals and different things happening there when all of that was going on. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think that's all. Well, first of all, I, I agree with your timeline for one, that's the most practical, reasonable timeline. I don't see this happening overnight, you know, like, like some people wish, I think it's more of a wishful thinking than when somebody really sits down and sits with that thought and looks around at the reality of the situation. Like it's just, it can't, we're not quite there yet for things just to be flipped. It's gotta be a gradual progression. 
and you know collective healing and the infrastructure has to be you know somewhat slowly modified to even accept any of these new technologies and all that stuff so it's a net more of a natural progression than this than this just like slam in your face uh disclosure but i definitely don't i feel like like you said it's it's not done being chaotic yet and uh like aaron you always say like that's all a good sign like yeah in your opinion yeah I mean, the Makes, think about it if if the dark was winning it would be smooth sailing business as usual they they wouldn't want people to wake up so why would that none of that would be happening unless they're being taken out and that's what's causing the chaos because they're scrambling things are happening you know like everyone's seeing it we wouldn't be seeing all this stuff it's supposed to be hidden and it has been for a really long time and now it's finally so much is just out in your face in the open it's they're telling you openly their agenda is like on camera now like right. in public like they're just like saying it now it's like because they don't have anything left to lose they're like you they, you know they're desperate yeah Otherwise, they would not ever do that unless they're absolutely on their last legs and desperate you know so right yeah, that's where we're at. And that's a great right. thing. It means we're so close to, you know, the big breakthrough of things, the truly amazing golden age and new earth manifesting. It's already here. It's just gonna, you know, continually, we're the ones really bringing it in. You know? Right. Well so, said. Well said. Yeah, I very much agree. I think I also want to touch on the fact that I think a lot of people were disappointed how like the last two years has played out thinking that there was going to be this like major shift and things were going to happen, um, you know, at the beginning of 2021. And I really think that things have had to play out the way they need to. If you think about if, you know, what everybody was hoping was going to happen, um, happened, we would not have the room for those who are not yet awake to awaken right. the amount of chaos that would have been generated from that would have been far more destructive than what we want. Um, I very firmly believe my guides always share this. We came in as energetic first responders. We are here to hold a vibrational frequency to anchor that into the collective and to help, you know, energetically adjust things so that more people can wake up. And so I think the way things are playing out, people who previously would have just been like, oh, everything's fine, mm -hmm. I don't notice anything, are suddenly like, something's not right. This don't yeah. seem right. This seems really convoluted and it's making me question things. So I think that it's really necessary for us to go through this really dense compression that we're experiencing in order to give as many people. I mean, we hear Ra talking about how, um, oh gosh, what is he, what is it called? The, uh, the, I don't know. 75 the, years. It's like the, um, mm. oh my gosh. It's like it, basically graduate. <laughs> we, we graduate to the next level. Basically we're leaving this density and moving yes. on to the next one. What was it? The next density. Yeah, there's he he calls it something though. Um, the harvest, the harvest, that's what it oh, is. Oh, raw, you said. Oh, yeah, love one. Yeah, yeah, the harvest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that 
you know, this is giving as many people the opportunity to move up in density, um, to have it be a little more chaotic and a little more obvious. So, yeah. And I think some of those dates and stuff, we were anticipating something to happen or even like the solstice and stuff. We just talked about this, but I feel like stuff does happen on an energetic level that we can't see. Uh, I'm going to use this example again. A few episodes ago, we did a compilation of uh, Valerie Barrow. She's since passed away, but um, she talked about expecting this mass sighting at Uluru in Australia and during the ceremony, and she didn't see anybody. And on the way back, they were just, she was like, where were you? She was talking to him like we were there in numbers. You just couldn't, we could see you, but you couldn't see us. And I feel like that's the case most of the time with all these events that are happening right now are, oh, it's supposed to be a big day, big activation, something. I'm sure on some level it is happening. We just don't see it. And mm -hmm. un unfortunately, our vibration doesn't allow us to even really appreciate it, but it's still affecting us subconsciously and on a cellular level, I think. December yeah, 20. I think... Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. December 21st, 2012 is probably the An biggest example. one recently. Right. It was so hyped. It was like, you know, and so many people were getting getting the information that that like something big, massive is going to some big, massive shifts going to happen. And then on the 3D surface level, it looked like nothing happens. And a lot, right. of, people, a lot of people only saw that and were, they were expecting some big 3D, you know, right. massive thing. And they're just like, oh, man, nothing happened. That was all fake. Right. And they're just, upset by it. But like you said, it was probably a huge. Right. It, it's our own ignorance. It's our own ignorance. Yeah. Go ahead, Diana. People forget that we live multidimensionally. So it's like those things are happening just on different levels and densities. And mm -hmm. it takes a while. Everything happens first in the energetic level and then manifests into the physical level. So yes. it's going to take a little while for those things to trickle down into our world where it's just a slower density. And so um, I do very much believe those things are happening. I know like a couple of years back, everybody was talking about the event and these waves of things that were going to be spreading across. And it's like, well, mm. we have the pandemic. They spread in waves. Like it didn't look yeah. like what we thought. Some of us were in bliss. Some people were in terror for a right. lot of people in the lockdowns. It was amazingly blissful, peaceful for other people. They were filled with fear. It was like the most terrifying time for them. I think we just don't always know how to, um, interpret what those things are. And because we each have our own filter, it comes through a little bit differently. We all have different soul lineage. So the way we are going to interpret something is going to be way different than somebody else. And right. so I think a lot of these things are happening, um, like in reference to like different sightings. I think that a lot of times we are so used to how we communicate and see things in the 3D that we forget that to communicate with somebody on that level, they, their level of communication is very different from ours. Like my best contact was when I was at East Eddy and I wasn't trying for any contact. It was still light outside. And I decided to create an energetic gift. I made it as like beautiful sounding. Like I made it the smell of like wildflowers as like, um, beautiful rainbow, like just as many different, like sensory things as I could. And I just sent it up as an energetic gift of like, thank you. I appreciate you. I don't know. Like I have no expectations. And about 15 minutes later, while it was still light out, 
Um, I was there actually with Aurora and we saw a ship light up really bright in the sky for a couple of seconds and then power down. And then it was there for another second or two and then it left. And it was just them saying hi. And I think you guys were actually talking about this in one of your recent um, videos, how so many people are usually like, oh, ah, like we're expecting to be um, wow. yeah. And really to have that contact, we need to come from it from a place of like a higher consciousness where we're practicing things like telepathy, we're in tune with, you know, how they are energetically, because to them, our density could be very abrasive. So I think how right. we perceive things, how we experience stuff is really dependent on where you are in your vibrational shift. Yeah, I agree. That was uh, from Brian and Jen. Brian said that, you know, you don't want to be like, oh my God, there's an alien. Oh my God. And freak out. You just been like, what's up, bro? Where you been? You know? what took you so long um just to treat them as an equal is what i'm trying to say treat them as an equal and obviously your chance to connect with them too and like he was saying brian said like that's your chance to interact with them but you're just going oh wow and that's it you know like yeah like it's like going up to somebody and meeting them and being like oh wow <laughs> and they're like uh hey yeah. man like right you know Right. It's true. It's like meeting a celebrity or whoever. You can be starstruck the whole time or you can take advantage and have a conversation with this person. It's no different. And, and send them love. And, you know, like they're picking up on your emotions and your your energy. Right. too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we, we always hear about this cleanup that's happening. And I think it is happening. But there's also like dimensional bleed through. I feel like there's a cleanup in other dimensions, too, that has to happen. Yeah at the same time and that, that that's something that we forget about a lot when we're waiting for something to happen it's just not just this black and white thing and that's the whole nuclear bomb thing and why all that was stopped because that bomb doesn't just affect earth the earth plane it affects all dimensions connected and related and all other planets that are connected via the cosmic web which is a portal system essentially and if you just use the example of any movie that you've seen where there's an explosion and there's an air shaft, that explosion flies down the air shaft even quicker than it does because it's contained. I mean, it's the same principles, the same concept uh, in space. So that's why, you know, I, that's, go ahead. Yeah. I think also one of the other things that's really important that we realize is, um, oh man, ADHD. <laughs> You, that you realize you were see you were just taken and brought back right yeah, now. You just taken yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, uh, basically, we're not not or our our collective is not exactly ready for a lot of the um, higher technologies that we have. I, I mean, you guys have had multiple conversations on a myriad of different episodes. You guys have had where you know a lot of the technologies we have could be used in a really negative regard and i was actually in meditation connecting to somebody in my star family and she's like a lot of times people are like children asking for fancy toys you guys aren't ready for it you want to sit at the galactic big kids table but you're still being very juvenile in your behaviors you're not doing the self-care you're not caring for your planet there are things that you guys have to do on a personal level before you can be ready collectively to have those things. Right. A hundred percent. If you were to drop a med bed right now to the masses and it was free, right? It was free for everyone to use. 
guess what would happen? No one would go on any self-healing journey. They would realize, wow, this machine's awesome. So what would they do? They would go out and get drunk, snort coke, party, break a leg, hit the med bed, hit the med bed, reset, and then go do it again because they know they can just get that reset. They would never, like people would just take advantage of it and they wouldn't respect it. Yeah. Destroy, keep destroying the planet. Yeah. It wouldn't be beneficial. And that's what she was explaining. It was like, there's so many things that you guys have to do to clean up in order to be ready for that. And it's not that, you know, there's tons of us that came in as star seeds that we came from that technology. That's why we have such a craving for it because that's how we're used to living. And so it seems very foreign to be in a, a world where things are so backwards, we don't have those things. But for the people who on their souls, you know, growth instead of like we have gone through that trajectory already and we've cycled and looped back to them they're still on that upward path and they haven't hit a point where they can you know utilize that correctly and so that's why we came in in mass we came in to hold that frequency to help people you know bring their vibration up so hopefully we can have that in this density a lot sooner than what would have have been as a result of like how things are right now, because it is so right inverted. Right. And instead of waiting for something, take advantage of that time to teach yourself how to do it, like teach yourself yeah. how to heal yourself. And I'm not, I don't know how to do that. I try, I, I sit with it and I, I focus energy in certain areas and whatever uh, to the best of my ability. Other people are more gifted than others, but you're not going to ever get better if you don't sit with that and try and at least make an effort. Or I could just not care about my body and just sit there and complain every day because we don't have a med bed. And, you know, where does that get you? Nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about extra dimensional beings because we talk about the ETs and I know uh, that's something that comes up a lot. And so there's some people that claim that there are like John D'Souza. He claims there are no physical ETs at all. All of them are extra dimensional beings or multidimensional. There's no physical ETs in space. They're all in another dimension. I totally disagree with that. But uh, what are your thoughts on what that looks like? I, I agree that I think that there's both. I think that depending on what density you're in, things manifest differently. I think that there's definitely some that are... Um, fourth, fifth density that show up in the third dimension, but I definitely think that there are others that are more um, multidimensional. And because of that, things uh, manifest in a different way. I actually was listening to a podcast where they've been doing research on plasma beings and how potentially extra dimensional beings are actually plasma, plasma beings. Um, I do not have the science background to even sort of explain that, but it it was really fascinating just to kind of um, give a different perspective of how things manifest into our world from those extra dimensional levels. I know for me with my guides, um, they definitely feel more extra dimensional. Like I don't have names for my guides. They have like a frequency feeling um, more than anything. Uh, For me personally, I do more connecting with um, like my higher self and those extra dimensional beings. Um, I 
personally think that a lot of things like angels, demons and stuff are extra dimensional. Um, would you say, what would you say, Aaron? Of just beings. Yeah. Right. yeah. Angels, would you... Demons are just different terms for, you could say ETs, but they're, they're, um, they are higher dimensional and even the demons are, you know, they're like lower 40 probably uh, where a lot of these like really nasty negative entities reside. Demon is just a term for that. Uh, yeah. Angels would be probably like 5D and up, you know, where they appear like these God-like beings or even like glowing or whatever, you know, light beings even, you know, you could call all those angels. And that's what in the Bible when you when you read the old testament or just the bible in general with those eyes thinking about that it's obvious to me that that's what angels in the bible are they're just ets and higher dimensional beings that appear to people I, and get messages. yeah one of my most profound experiences and this is actually when i came out to my family as far as being an intuitive and being able to sense um other beings my mom was actually in the process of passing and two days before she passed, um, there was an archangel or at least who I interpreted as Gabriel, the archangel, and mm -hmm. he did not have wings, but he was giant. Um, he had a very elongated face, slanted eyes. It was very much not what I expected it to be. The energy coming off of him was so different from any other energetic being I had experienced. He was standing in front of a tunnel of light. And I should have realized at that point, my mom was going to be passing very quickly. Um, but they had thought that she would be with us quite a bit longer. Um, but it, it was like just incredible. They, his ability or their ability to communicate was so different because, you know, with my guides, I do get like energetic downloads. Some, a lot of times it is a conversation, but communicating with different dimensional beings comes through in a different way and that was the most like intense telepathic like experience that I've ever had with a uh, an extra dimensional being um and I, I just find it fascinating that depending on who you connect with it can be a very different experience right so where do we draw the line between a paranormal ghost experience and then extra extra dimensional et experience what what determines a ghost right is that a trapped soul is somebody who actually um is still hasn't crossed over hasn't transitioned or how do you define that i don't know if i can define it really i mean i i think it is it's like when when that part of ourselves leaves the physical body it's like you know i personally have like a huge thirst for understanding because i with reading dolores cannon's work um i think it's like in between lives or whatever i can't mm -hmm. remember the name of the book but it's like when you do leave the physical body like some of them talk about roaming the physical earth and interacting and then others they go they cross through that tunnel of light like what dimension is that like where are you at dimensionally in those different levels is it like are you just in a different density are you going to a completely different place outside of the universe that we know as like this place that we exist mm -hmm. you know there's the possibility that there's multiple universes and so like how does all of that fit together i mean i i have 
I don't even have a guess because it's just so complex and the human mind just has such a limited ability to comprehend that level of, you know, just right amazingness. Unless we were having these conversations from day one and they were teaching us this stuff as a kid. And by the time we got to an adult, we would be, we, we might be able to comprehend something like that because the collective consciousness would be completely different on a different frequency. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're like, like these souls that don't transition. I think maybe they're in the fourth dimension or 4d. I think that's what Laura Van Tyne talks about. And uh, it's a pretty nasty place. And that's where she works cleaning up that area because. If, oh yeah. I remember her show. Yeah. Right. And she would always talk about like, let's just say like the whole soul trap concept, right? Or, or a pedophile gets killed or they die. Yeah. Their soul doesn't cross over because they're lured or trapped. And then now that pedophile has reincarnated into a child. And basically a, a pedophile was born again with those tendencies. So she, her work is just crossing over all of those trapped souls and lost souls that are just floating around there. I guess we would perceive as ghosts, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, God bless her for doing that work. Somebody needs to do it. And we can all do it though. Like if someone around us passes away or even an animal or anything, there's nothing stopping you. And I do this from just focusing my intention on that soul and like aiding them in a peaceful transition. And it's, I think your intention alone could actually make a huge difference. I don't know if it works, but I do it. Oh yeah. No, everything is intention. Like it, it's all about intention. I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, it, you know, it's, it's funny. Like my aunt who is very intuitive as well. She's like, and she actually works as a hospice nurse. She's like, make sure you open the window after your mom passes just in case to like, let any anything out and it's like you know when you stage uh, a place you're supposed to at least have a window or a door open to let any of those energies leave um but yeah i i 100 agree having that intention to help assist to make a smooth crossover to clear that out is super important we we can all do it it's it's as simple as intention right right all right quick rapid fire question you don't have time to think okay queen elizabeth Draco reptilian or human? Draco. All Draco. Right. Did she die a couple days ago or a few years ago? And time's up. Aaron. A few years ago, <laughs> at least. In my opinion. Uh, How long ago? I think I think at least a few years ago, if not longer. Um I don't know. I, just what I've I've heard intel that says and people psychics and you know, people pick up on that, but I also, somebody also said only six months ago is when she actually died. So I don't know, but I, I don't think that was actually her. I think that was either a clone or um, a double or, or something double or something or CGI, you know, whatever, like hologram. Intuitively, uh, the thing that came to me was didn't, wasn't there some weird ceremony they did like around, like they had like different jets flying, like releasing color. And like, there was some weird ceremony that they did a couple months back. The Jubilee ceremony. Yeah. 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 With the queen, like they were preparing, for, like this date was planned. Like they've oh, been, yeah. they've been planning her public death, the announcement of her public death for probably a decade, you know, and who knows if 
things have shifted and Patriots are really in control and that's been hijacked and it's been done to affect a positive timeline. Now, some mm-hmm. people said if they, she would have died a day later, it would, the numbers would have been like all added up to six, six, six. So it was taken, that was taken away from them by doing it a day early. There's a million theories. It's all fun. At the end of the day, does it really matter? No, but I, I do think it is a catalyst for some major, you know, I think things are, it's not going to happen rapidly. Like we said, but it's a big thing. And like uh, a lot of people are using the chess analogy right now. Like the mm. queen has been taken off the board. And it's just really interesting mm. to think about it in terms of a game. Go ahead, Aaron. Uh, that Megan Rose video you sent me, she was talking about how the queen on the front end is just like a like a figurehead that doesn't, she doesn't really do anything, right? But she said on the back end, she has all these connections and a lot of power because of that. And so she said the queen now being gone has left like a power vacuum that all these elites now are are gonna like throw each other on the bus and each other eat each other alive trying to gain the power that she had um and that's going to be a huge kind of catalyst for just like them eating themselves and taking themselves down right uh, and it's gonna we're gonna start seeing that so i thought that that's a very interesting thing um I almost wonder though if it's also just like if she did pass away a while ago actually and they could have done this at any time why did they do it now you know maybe it's like maybe it's like a marker for where we're at now they're almost like it's it's like the white hats saying like we're free now things are gonna start you know well, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like that date was hijacked. Like it was done under like mm-hmm. benevolent terms. I don't know. It's all fair. I, don't know. They, I do think it's curious. Like instead of 10 days of typical mourning, they announced 17 days of mourning for the queen. With, like 17. Like, like almost like a slap in your face. And now I hate to bring up the whole Trump and Q thing because, you know, that's that ship seemed like it sailed, but it hasn't like it's coming uh, back around. And Trump now just recently on Truth Social, he he's re-truthing instead of retweeting a bunch of Q posts, Q related posts, including he retweeted or retruthed and everybody went crazy. A uh, a picture of him wearing a Q pin from an account titled Patriots in Control. And he really yeah, and I think that's I mean, come on, like the media yeah. is gonna go crazy over this shit, but who knows what what, what it means. It's a, it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I my only thought is I I get concerned when people potentially give their power away to there being outside forces that are gonna fix everything because I think it's still right. super important that everybody realizes that this is an inside job, literally. Like I love watching the different um things play out and kind of see, you know, what all happens because you know, when that stuff does come back up, it it does make you wonder, you know, what's happening. Right. And I, I'm so glad you brought that up about the external like savior. And I always say that with Trump, I say, make sure that you don't give your power away. Like he's not our savior. It's great to have somebody in power that's not in the way <laughs> that's not, you know, ha- having this pushback but at the same time don't give your power away and i've gotten people say that i have like trump derangement syndrome because i say that um they get mad because some people i think actually want trump to like come in and save and swoop in and save the day and 
you know, this clean everything up and we go back to America as we know it and all the stuff. Uh, and that's not going to be how it is. It, and it's like, for me personally, I don't, um, I don't like to look at things as black and white. So for me, I like to have things like, I like to hold multiple possibilities on my shelf with aligned with like different percentages that kind of match my reality. And so I hold that there is the potential that, you know, that that viewpoint is a potential. Um, I also realize that there's so much uh, corruption and that there are that so much stuff is orchestrated that there's a certain portion of me that believes that because so many of us were rising up, they've given us a figurehead to rally behind to keep us distracted. Um, there's also the possibility that uh, all of the things that we're assuming aren't any of that. So it's like, I like to have lots of different viewpoints so that I don't become emotionally attached to any outcome. I want to stay out of cognitive dissonance as much as possible. If he ends up being somebody that helps massively shift our world and really truly is, you know, because they very clearly hate him and, um, right. You know, it does really make you wonder, you know, like the saying of um, your enemy's enemy is my friend. Uh, it, you know, if positive things happen, then awesome. Um, I just personally don't want to give my power away to anybody because I know ultimately I'm here to do a job. Um, I, I try not to watch the media too much just because it can be so distracting. But at the same time, it's it's really interesting. He's, he's a really great distraction to the media and the players that are clearly have negative agendas. And so it's kind of fun to watch him troll people right. and to kind of see, you know, how things are going to play out. And maybe just utilize it as that, like you can almost look at it as entertainment at that point. Yeah. And it's just very curious to see how it plays out and watch the reactions. But on some level, like if we're going back to everything's a simulation, this is all a movie, uh, it's it's so much of an illusion, like how much of this political stuff, it's all theatrics, right? Yeah. So on, on some level, whether it's a good psyop or a bad psyop, it's still a psychological operation that's not even worth you giving your energy to. But you can you can tune in and see what's happening, but uh, don't let it control your reality or control you or your beliefs, you know, it, or because what the personal path of self-discovery has nothing to do with what's going on in the outside world so yeah it's good to be informed but don't be inundated it's it's like I really believe in watching and listening to everything it helps you in my opinion avoid cognitive dissonance when you have as many viewpoints as you can have that way when something happens like out of left field you can be like well I wasn't expecting that that definitely wasn't my number one like guess on how this is going to play out but that was a potential that I was at least viewing and this, this, and this kind of made me wonder if that was a potential. So I think no matter how you just had an orb go across the top of your screen. I did. Yes. In the corner of your screen. Oh yeah. That's Dave. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, that was wild. Um, anyway, I totally derailed myself with that. Um, that I, you derailed me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't I give agree. our power away, basically. Right. We've gotten yeah. before on this show. We'll see, yeah. we usually see them when we watch it back. Right. You don't even pick up. I almost think I just saw something in real time there. Uh, anyway, 
I've seen them in your house with my naked eye before. Right. That's what I'm saying. I just saw some. Anyway, they're here. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. Glad to have you tonight. <laughs> um, I agree with everything you said, though. Absolutely everything you said. Uh, and I actually forgot what you said, but I do. I remember I agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> I got so That's disrespectful. Happy day. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I really wanted to add something to that, too. Uh, that damn orb, Dave. Damn it, Dave. <clears throat> um, don't really remember, but bottom line is, yeah, don't don't give your power away. Don't allow it to distract you. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. The yeah. Um, So there's this whole, like, I'm not dogging on anybody that covers this type of stuff that, that no. does deep dives and they're playing a crucial role right now. And every like oh, this whole patriot movement, everybody's analyzing all the stuff that's happening in the political arena because it all is a clown show, and there's a lot more depth to it if you know how, if you know where to look. I appreciate all those people because they're reaching the masses. They're reaching a much larger audience that's snapping them out of their coma, out of their sleep cycle, and it's it, everybody plays a part. Everybody plays a role right now. No, even though like we constantly say it might be a distraction to focus on the political aspect of things, but there's people out there that need to focus on that so they can see what's happening to get to the next level. Oh, yeah. So I don't want a hundred percent. I think that it, those people that do that are super important because we're all at a different point in our awakening journey. Mm -hmm. And those people were crucial to my awakening. Like the opinions that I held like two years ago are definitely different from what I hold now. And I think that's really amazing because depending on where the information's at, we all resonate with something different. We move through that information. And it's like people that you guys have had on your show that at the time I listened to, I was like, I do not resonate with this at all. This is not connecting with where I'm at in my journey. And then six months later, I may go back and finish watching. And I'm like, okay, now I get it. That's really pertinent. Even though I don't agree with you, it helps me understand or see things from a different light. And I think that's so important. Don't judge it. Just hold space for it. If, if it's too much cognitive dissonance, then yeah, don't, don't just set it aside. But I think it's amazing. All of these people have a different slice of the pie. And the more people that we can listen to, the less likely we are to fall into cognitive dissonance. And just the, the more expanded our awareness and understanding of this crazy choose your own adventure experience that we're in right. that we can understand exactly and i think different influencers different people we all carry energetic keys and codes and the energy signature that affects everybody that listens to us so you could have five influencers putting out the exact same information but you're only going to be drawn to that one person because they specifically might have something that you need for your evolution your soul's evolution and it's activating you so even if there's other people doing the work, like don't let it stop you from going out there and doing the exact same thing because you have something that the others don't that's going to affect uh, different people that aren't attracted to those other influencers. Uh, it's just so crucial that everyone, you know, if you're getting the call right now, you know, do what you feel like you should be doing, even though you're going to be like, oh, nobody's following me. Um, nobody's watching. It doesn't matter. You're going to reach somebody and, and it creates a ripple effect. 100% <clears throat> super important. And like, that's why I even watch stuff that I know I'm not going to agree with. Like every once in a while, I'll throw on like, you know, a segment from CNN just to see how much I don't resonate with it, mm -hmm. just to kind of like, 
tune into my cognitive dissonance and to like use that discernment to see, you know, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, rough. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I think it's important because it, it gives you the opportunity to be like, well, mm. my internal compass is saying definitely no. Yeah. Right. You don't yeah. even have to watch it. Just go to go outside or go to the store and you notice all the people wearing masks again willingly. I'm like, oh, the news must be pushing something, mm-hmm. you know, news what was it uh, monkey pox or something else i just i just saw a meme that said monkey pops monkey pox flopped so bad it went straight to dvd <laughs> i was like yeah it's true um a lot of these unspoken truths are gonna start surfacing i think like so many of these things that like are have been taboo for so long just like the ufo like the queen being a lizard like who would have ever thought that that would be common talk? And I, I feel like we're just going to start getting more and more of that. And I'm excited to see where it goes. And it's just going to be, it is going to be chaotic. There's no question about it. Yeah. It's insane. The number of people that are starting to wake up and it's, you know, one of the things I feel really um, strong about is for our community to not like gang up and be like, oh, there's sheeple, there's sheeple, because I can guarantee that unless, you know, there's probably a few people that grew up in families where they were very awake and aware, but most of us had that awakening. We used to be part of that, you know, those people that were very well embedded into the matrix. And it's like that process of disconnecting is really hard. Like when you leave the matrix, I really feel like part of that dark night of the soul is a withdrawal like you're literally going through an addictive withdrawal from the matrix because it's a very like when you're plugged in and you think everything's great grand fine it's it's hard it's lonely it's intense when you leave that and to have right. to you know swallow humble pie and realize that you know what you thought was truth is not is is a really deep personal journey so just holding compassion holding kindness for those people that haven't done that yet, because it's scary. Like it, I give so much credit to everybody who does walk that path because that dark night of the soul is crucial, but it's, it's devastating. Right. And so just really being kind as people go through this and hopefully, you know, more and more people do awaken it. It will be amazing when, you know, someday if we have a truthful like honest media that this is normal talk right i love that yeah amen amen to that um man it must be time to wrap this up because now i forgot what i was going to say um oh pull me back what what were you just saying we were just um just talking about how leaving the matrix and like going through an awakening is challenging Right. And I I remember like, I didn't, that happened to me, like all of us, right. We were all there. That's why you can't like, it is, we do look around, like, I don't see at this point how this person just doesn't get it. But at the same time, I'm not belittling them or judging them because we were all there. Like we were all there in our own way, in our own version, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do with myself when I left that, like nothing, like what I used to think was fun was no longer fun to me. Uh, so I would just sit there at home and not know what to do with myself for like years, the first couple of years. And finally, until you start, it's like there's addictive. It is. 
an addiction. You don't even realize it. And you can find yourself slipping back into some old ways and then you pull yourself back out. It's a very much of a come and go thing until you finally just uh, get to a point, get to a point like, okay, that's literally no longer serving me at all. Like, and uh, it's not easy. And I've had like five dark nights of the soul. I mean, it, it, it never ends. As soon as you think you're healed, the universe lets you know, nope, next you're just at the next step and this one's even harder yeah uh, you just kind of go through those layers and it the dark nights of the soul are challenging but there's always like such an amazing gift when you come through the other side there's so much growth and it's like any of those times that we have you know darkness in our life there is usually a beautiful light that we get afterwards that helps us grow and it's it's like just from an overall soul perspective regardless of what happens here, all of the chaos, all of like the things we have, we don't have. The only thing we get to take with us is our soul growth. The Mm -hmm. only thing that goes with us when we leave is that. So ultimately, even if the whole world falls apart, if you can still have a beautiful soul experience, that is what you're taking with you. So really all of this chaos that's happening on the outside in a lot of ways doesn't matter. We are, this is like a drop in the bucket of our entire existence. This is like, we came to like be wowed by these times, but really the thing that we really came for is expanded soul growth. So. Right. Yes. You don't don't get to take your favorite crystals with you guys. Sorry. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I think you guys. Yeah. Can you please let people know, uh, about the Alliance of Experiencers and, and how they can follow you and your own website and what you do and all that. Yeah. So you can um, find our Patreon group. Uh, it's Alliance of Experiencers. We do also have a website, Alliance of Experiencers. Um, we do, uh, so we have two tiers. Our circle one is just video. Circle two, um, people can come. We have monthly uh, meetings where you can kind of share your story, get to know other people. Um, And then we will also be offering one-on-one sessions for people who are experiencers that don't necessarily feel comfortable sharing in a group setting so they can work either with myself or with Aurora. Um, If you want to find me, my website is dianadunbar.com. I do intuitive sessions. Um, I do have a YouTube channel. It's pretty bare. Um, I sell Etsy jewelry because I am super big into my crystals. And so I make um, crystal-based jewelry. And... uh, if you want to email me directly, um, you can either go through my website or it's Diana Dunbar intuitive um, at gmail.com. And just quickly, what if someone wants to book a session with you, what would that look like for, for them if they're seeking help? Yeah. So my session, it's it's one hour of one-on-one time, but I do a half hour beforehand where I go into a meditative state. I bring through information from uh, from spirit about, for me, it's like, I generally kind of feel into somebody's energetic container, what's kind of happening. Um, That's kind of how, when I tap into people's energy, I see it as like their orc container or their orc field. um, And just kind of maybe the density they're carrying, what's kind of going on. If there's any messages from their spirit team, I'll bring that through. And then we just kind of go through, most people come with questions. We kind of go through their questions Um, I check in with my spirit team uh, source just to see what kind of uh, intuitive feedback I can give. And then at the end of the session, um, when we're done, I actually go through and I make a resource guide. So I may like recommend books, YouTube videos. Um, 
I have a list of meditations that I've created and I create basically a resource guide so that after the session, you have something tangible that you can take and continue your journey with. For me, being neurodivergent, I think it's really important to have something that you can have as um, just a guide and something that you can refer back to. So um, that's how I do my sessions. Right. And that's beautiful. Guys, take advantage of it. Uh, her link is below in the description. Um, yeah, you're doing some really great work. Keep it up. Uh, the support group is amazing. I really love that. I think, and there's a few, Misha Johnson does it. There's a few people that do it, but even more people need to do it because like I said, you're going to be drawn to whoever you're drawn to. So uh, definitely keep that up. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to us. Any last words before we wrap this up guys? Uh, no, it was just a delightful experience. Thank you so much for having me and uh, love your guys' podcast. So I can't wait to see what you have in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Have a great night, everybody. And we will see you next time.